0: Fridays. I'm Natalie. And I'm Marin. Hi. Hey. How are you today? (laughs) Good. So we were just talking about how (laughs) there should be an eighth dwarf in Snow White called Sweaty. (laughs) I just like the thought, like, I feel like my people were underrepresented (laughs) in in that movie. And I just feel like there's a lot of comedic opportunity with a sweaty dwarf. He just, like, slips and falls on his own sweat all the time yeah like instead of like pig pen he like who has his stink lines he just has like sweat lines all the time and all the other dwarfs are like ew man get away from me yeah he wouldn't get any hugs from snow white though no she'd she'd be probably she'd probably hate him a lot because she'd have to like do his sheets way more often than yeah. the other dwarfs and like sweep up after him <laughs> Mop, mop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely mop. Um, well, other than the sweaty dwarf, what are you fangirling over this week? Um, well, I'm number one. I'm fangirling over um, emergency because I'm trying to fight something that is happening to my body. <laughs> Thank you, emergency. Um, two. I don't even know if this is considered something to fangirl over, but it's a strange coincidence. Okay. Do we talk about Busy Phillips a lot on this podcast? Yes. yes. But Does she deserve it? Yeah. Yes. But yesterday we were talking about how we love cinnamon bears and like we, hot tamales. <laughs> we don't only talk about candy. I just want that to be known, but we talk about it. It's true. It. I don't know what brought it up. A lot. Uh-huh. Oh, you asked me if I like jelly beans. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Damn it. And then it went down Yeah. this path. Anyway, I was like, have I told you how much I love cinnamon bears? Like, I don't know why they're just so good. Cut to hours later, yep. Busy Phillips posts on our Instagram story, and it's like, you guys, I don't know if I've told you how much I love cinnamon bears, but I forget who, like a candy store or something, found out and sent me cinnamon bears. Is this, how, how does this keep happening? Is this you? Well, first of all, are you right now just trying to get someone to send you cinnamon bears by putting it out into the world? Clearly, Yes. <laughs> Also, send us cinnamon bears. That'd be great. But remember, too, she posted that thing about June Gloom, which is this real soft rhyme, annoying thing that happens in Los Angeles. And I love June Gloom. Obviously, she loves June Gloom. Like It's just too much. I just responded to you with, why are we not friends with these people? It's slowly becoming a Busy Phillips Wilson Cruz podcast, and I'm not upset about it. No. Hi, Wilson Cruz. <laughs> um, so... I am fangirling over another podcast. Oh, Can we do that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, this one I feel like is a little controversial because you and I have sort of argued about it. Okay. So, it's very popular. I'm not going to, like, unveil any It's sort a of- brand new podcast. <laughs> no. I discovered it's it. It's very well-known, but it's called You Must Remember This, and it's all Hollywood history. Um, and it's everything, it was really kind of cool when we were doing our Feud podcast with Joan Crawford and Betty Davis, because she's covered them. She did, like, a six-part series on Joan Crawford. But it's everything from, like, Charles Manson, which you love. I still haven't finished that one. I I mean... I got lost. Everything from Charles Manson to, like, The Blacklist to... Um, Dead Blondes is the last one I listened to. Yeah, she just did one on Peg Entwistle, who's the woman who killed herself by jumping off the H on the Hollywood sign. Oh. I know, right? Anyway... I really, really like it, and I kind of, like, rediscover it every once in a while. And I, the reason I fall off from time to time is because the woman who hosts it, her name is Karina Longworth, she, d- she's like, does an amazing job of research, all of that stuff, but sometimes she does, like, voices. <laughs> like, she'll do, like, Humphrey Bogart or, like, Katherine Hepburn's voice, and it sort of drives me insane. Like, yeah, I get that. And that bothers you a little bit, too, it's right? It's it's not even her doing voices, and I bet she's a lovely person. Oh, I'm sure she's. It just comes great. off her voice in general comes off a little pretentious in the way she does say lines. Uh-huh. I really like in Dear White People on Netflix. They actually refer to this podcast. Oh, really? And they kind of mock it in a loving way, of course. <laughs> and I just really appreciate that other people get it. Yeah, but I mean, it's a wealth of information if you love like Hollywood history or like you know sort of the start of kind of pop culture and stuff. It's an amazing podcast, but you do have to, like, take some breaks. <laughs> the because... last one I listened to was the Dead Blonde series, um, Jane Mansfield. Ooh. Of course, because there's, like, death in it. There, it's called Dead Blondes. <laughs> no, I know, but she is the most gruesome death, like, Hollywood death <laughs> ever. Yeah, actually, the car she died in is near my house now. Like in a museum, I was like, "Like, is it stalking you? Like, what?" No, <laughs> yeah, it's like Christine or something. It's an evil car. <laughs> Why is it near your house? Um, the Hollywood Death Tours. Oh yeah, I've been on um, it. Has a museum, mm-hmm. and they relocated across from the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. Mm. I have yet to go, but I'm it's excited. weird that I have been on the Hollywood Death Tour and you have not. I know. I mean, it's a great tour. I, I want a lot to. Of I want to do the Manson one too, but it's like. $75 or what? something. That's you crazy. Get, there's like a movie involved and it's a whole thing. Oh, there's a movie involved that, am, that amps up the <laughs> yep. price to 75 I don't know. I've going to do it. Okay. Um, yeah, if you're ever visiting Los Angeles, I highly recommend it. It's not as gruesome and gross as you think it might be, the death tour. Very, very yeah, informative. Yeah, different than the death museum. Mm-hmm, never been there. Museum of death, I mean. Sorry. Yeah, because you, that's scary. That's some stuff you're never going to forget, so. Mm, I don't need that. I don't need that in my life. Um. <laughs> Anything else? (laughs) Um, no. I don't know. You always pressure me with this question. (laughs) Because I feel like you always have something. No, I think I'm good. You're good? Okay. Uh, Should we get into the episode? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Guys. Part three of Daria. Part three of Daria. So, we've talked about where she came from. We talked about you know, sort of the characters, who they're fashioned after, and we talked about our favorite episodes and the ones that kind of, you know, mattered the most to us. Hopefully you've been watching them. Uh, Yeah, actually, because I'm sure that episode convinced you to get into it. <laughs> they're only like 20 minutes on MTV.com yeah, or wherever you want to watch. watch it. Yeah, it's, it's great. Um, but so what I want to talk about today a little bit is sort of Daria's impact, both like on us personally and sort of. How we can see traces of Daria and kind of pop culture since then. Um, we got to talk about the movies a little bit. We have to talk about this gift that Susie Lewis gave us of the where are they now. Oh, yeah. And we maybe wrote, we maybe fan fictioned
1: (laughs) some of our own a little bit. Actually,
0: if there's a Daria wiki website where, you know, you can find out about all the characters, blah, blah, blah. There's some deep Daria fan fiction. Oh, my gosh. I know. Yeah. A lot of it. If you guys are into fan fiction, check that out. It's kind. Some of it's a little weird. I mean, all fan fiction is a little (laughs) weird. (laughs) Not not normal. Um, But then we got to ask, you know, sort of the questions that we asked for my so-called life and freaks and geeks. Like, does it hold up? And was it truly representative of the the teen experience? So we got some shit to talk about. Um, So first of all, for you, Natalie, what was like your takeaway or sort of the impact on you of Daria? Okay. As a youth,
1: when <laughs> a I youth? watched this show, mm-hmm.
0: um, I took away a lot f- from it. Also, I was s- too young to fully relate to it. And this is, I don't know, this isn't a takeaway necessarily. Maybe like a physical takeaway. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> but um, Claire's put out this catalog called Just Nikki. And Confusing. Who's okay, Nikki? Who's first Claire? of all, this is a catalog... I have been dying for other people to remember if anyone in the world listening to this has a copy of this catalog still and can like send me photos or the catalog. Was it like a one time thing? No. Oh, sorry. Okay. it was like for a couple years. The only thing I can find on the Internet is Britney Spears was in one once for like a brief interview and a Britney fan posted that, okay. but not the rest of the catalog. Interesting. But I was also too young to get a lot of the clothes in this catalog. Mm-hmm. Um, so this wasn't like a Delia situation. It was, was, but oh, I was oh. still just like a little too young. Okay. Um, but there were always like one to two pages full of Daria merchandise. Oh, Daria like merch. Trent t-shirts. I bet you never thought that existed. No. Uh-uh. And one thing was a Daria patch. Like an eye patch? Um... <laughs> You know I wish that was true. I know. Um, no, it was a patch for my clothing. Uh-huh. And my parents got it for me, like, in my Christmas stocking. Oh, my gosh. And I still, it's in my apartment. I still have it to this day. I've never put it on anything. Because you just can't decide what to put it on or what? Or, like, it's too special? It was, as a kid, it was so special because it was from this catalog that I couldn't, like, I was too young for. Uh-huh. And I looked at all the time. Now I think I want to put on a jacket, but I'm, I'm still, like, Will I regret it oh, if I yeah. put it on something? And is it like an iron on or like a sew on situation? It's an iron on, but you should sew it to reinforce it. Yes, That's definitely. a good rule of patching. <laughs> it's a good rule of patching. But again, if anyone knows of this Jess Nikki catalog, please let me know. I even once put on Yahoo, like Yahoo Answers, like, hey, does anyone know what this is? The only reply I got was someone that said no. <laughs> Oh, my God. I need to go Google this immediately <laughs> This after. was, like, five years ago, so I've been obsessing over it for a long time. <laughs> I love it. The Daria song. series is really just me asking for things. Someone t- give me this catalog. Give me cinnamon bears. Give me my Weekly World News Bat Boy t-shirt. I'll shut Someone up after that. Someone took time out of their day <laughs> to respond to you with just no. <laughs> they shut it down. They shut you down. Are you sure it existed? Yeah, it's just Nikki with a smiley face, like, colon, parentheses. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> That's terrible. Give up the time. I get it. So your main takeaway from Daria is, is a physical takeaway. But it does show the importance that you can't decide what to put this patch on because of just, like, one the seriousness of Daria to your life and the seriousness of just Nikki. And I mean, the character of Daria was a huge takeaway, just that personality that I could be similar to that. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it was my dad who related to Daria or if he, like if he kind of pushed it on me Uh because I saw Daria and he also took me to see ghost world when I was 13 Mm -hmm. and the character Enid is a little similar in yeah. ways. And I related to both of those at a very young age. And I don't know if my dad encouraged that or if he saw that within me <laughs> and was like, you're going to like these people. Like, mm, either way, I was doomed. Yeah, well, this he made you into the lovely lady that we see before <laughs> us today. Begging for catalogs on a podcast. Yeah, and requiring a lot of emodium. What about you? Um, so I, I have a couple of weird takeaways, like for me personally, and then I have some stuff in terms of kind of Daria culturally, but I realized that I was weirdly attracted to boys with great waves, no shirts and vests. Didn't know that that was in my wheelhouse, but but it is, but it is apparently. Um, but, and then, you know, sort of on a, a more frivolous note, like shorts over tights with combat boots and a blazer could be a good look. Like Jane really rocked that. That was exploratory for me. didn't. Exploratory? I didn't. I was, that was not something I normally would have been comfortable with. Did you ever try it? Oh yeah, for sure. I couldn't pull it off. Cause I know you were too scared for bike shorts as a kid. Yeah. But see, I had like, you know, you had the bigger shorts and then the tights and that whole thing. It wasn't a good look for me, but I realized that I could try it. Um, but kind of the main thing, you know, that Daria is, you know, she was never ashamed of being smart, even if it wasn't cool. And, um, I liked that, you know, it was, I was a nerd, but like was in a bunch of AP classes and, you know, but was also like an athlete and all that and you're stuff. You were also partying. I was also partying, you know, all of those things But it was like, it's cool to be smart, like, and it's good to be smart. And even if it doesn't seem that way at the time, like it's going to benefit you in the long run. And I think Daria did a big service for girls in sort of empowering them in that way. Um, Definitely. Without even really like being heavy handed about it. I think that's. Yeah, I was like, you do you. Yeah, that's the thing now with like a lot of lessons on TV is that they can be super heavy-handed, and it's like, no, Daria was just herself, and you kind of like picked up on those things as you went (laughs) along. Yeah, with Daria, you you can learn to be yourself with like thirteen reasons why you're dealing with like rape. Yeah, it's like like, things escalated. Things escalated quickly. Um, but you know, so I actually have uh sort of a block of text from an article that I found. Very interesting about Daria. And it's kind of in this same vein okay. about who she was and what she meant to a lot of people. Uh, and so it says as a protagonist. Whoa. Did you hear my Minnesota accent? Yeah. Just come. I, I was embarrassed for you, but I, wasn't I was. I was embarrassed anything. for myself, too. That's why to call it out. Whew, okay. As a protagonist, (laughs) Daria spoke directly to any kid that didn't quite fit in, which, quite honestly, was a lot of us. She was able to tell a side of the story of high school social structure that hadn't really been told before. She was there for us, a non-excitable beacon of hope for the underdogs. But it wasn't just the fact that Daria was an oft-misunderstood oddball that attracted me to the show or the fact that Daria had a knack for seeing things that they really, like, the way they really were. So, I mean, she's, she's sort of this anti-hero, you know, the, like, mm-hmm. anti-hero and, like, that's become a little bit more common, but she was sort of the first and she was doing it sort of subversively without being, like, this is who I am. Like, she didn't have, like, a cape or yeah. <laughs> anything well, like that. Well, she was a teenager, too. She was still trying to figure stuff out. Totally. As, like, we talked about in the, the contact lenses, where she was, like, uh, do I want to be pretty? Like, what? I don't know. I don't know what I want to be. Um... But I think we can also see Daria in some of our favorite characters or some characters on television. Oh, definitely one of my favorites. Yes. Do you want to talk about that? Sure. Uh, April Ludgate of Parks and Rec. It's been a while since we've talked about Parks and Rec. I'm proud of us. That's surprising. I know. It's been a couple of episodes. I want to talk about it more. Me too. (laughs) Yeah, but she is like a real life Daria. A lot of people... Um, wanted Aubrey Plaza to star in a live-action Daria movie. There was, like, weird petitions going around on the Internet. And their answer to that was they made a college humor trailer for a Daria movie. And it was, like, taking place in a high school reunion situation. Uh Uh-huh. It's pretty funny. I would have watched a whole movie of that. The thing that I like about both April and Daria is that they're sort of much more intertwined with their friends and families than they would, like, care to admit. Like... I relate to both of these characters. <laughs> they like care for people more than they want. But then also they have these sort of like uh like cheery, very hardworking, sort of like focused, smart, maybe occasionally flighty role models, like in Leslie and in her mom. Mm-hmm. And how they then sort of actually like sort of nudge them towards maturity. Like Leslie definitely does that with April, and I feel like Helen Morgendorfer, I mean, she's her mother. She tries. She tries. <laughs> she gives it her best go. Um, and then this one, this was what I found in research. I've actually never seen the show, but a lot of people were saying that there's a lot of Daria in Hannah in Girls. Do you uh, feel that way? I didn't watch a ton of Girls. Mm-hmm. Maybe someday I'll watch it. Uh, but I can see a little of that. Yeah. Not not as heavy-handed as an April Ludgate comparison, though. Yeah, I think it's more of the sort of, like, not wanting to succumb to kind of, like, those mainstream standards of, like, right. beauty and success and all of those kinds of things. And then I threw this one in personally as the sort of a last minute. Oh, okay. Um, but Alex Dunphy on Modern Family. Um, so she's the middle daughter, right? And although she's younger than Haley, she's very smart. Like, she's got the glasses. She's totally annoyed by, like, the flightiness and ridiculousness of her family. Um, And she is, like, unabashedly intelligent and, you know, doesn't want to, like, she won't compromise that. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, Haley's very, like, Quinn in that way, too. And the one thing about Alex, at least in the early years, because now if you like see Ariel Winter like things have changed on the internet like whoo things are a little different but um you know she was very much like I don't know how to like be smarter on boys and what does that mean and should I get contacts and stuff like that so there are kind of some of those like common themes that I think Daria is probably still playing a little bit of a role yeah on television even though she hasn't been on TV for 15
1: years, years?
0: Daria? Yeah. 20. No, but she's been on TV for, like, that's when it started, but she's been off television for 15. Because okay. it ended in 2002. Okay. I'll Ooh. give you that. Right. With, but the reason it ended, or it ended, the last thing that we saw from Daria was, is it college yet? Yeah. The TV movie, is it college yet? Where, we don't actually get to see Daria in college. Yeah. This is. Which is a little upsetting. Yeah. I'm interested in that. Mm-hmm. But this is her graduating high school. Everybody's trying to choose where they're going to go. I feel like it's a tough ending, you know? I feel like we can all relate to it. Like, you're ready to go, but you're also feeling kind of nostalgic for your childhood. Yeah, and you're scared, I think, Um, of like, well, this this is everything I've known. These are all the people that I've known. Um, Even, you know, sort of like your idiot, the idiots, like, like Kevin, who... Ultimately, he gets held back, right? Yeah, he gets held back and, like, makes Brittany promise that they'll still be together. And she promises but has fingers crossed behind her back. Oh. So, yeah. Um, but what else happens in this episode? Daria, she breaks up with Tom. Well, she, yeah, she ends up breaking up with Tom. Um, but it's, for Daria, she's trying to choose between, like, a fancy Ivy League school, Bromwell. And that's where Tom is going. Oh. And then another choice, um, it's like Raft College in Boston. Okay. And Tom gets into Bromwell immediately and Daria gets waitlisted. Ooh. And Daria has weird feelings about it. She thinks it's because of his like upper class privilege that he got accepted, blah, blah, blah. And then meanwhile, Jane is thinking like, maybe I won't go to school because she got denied from two Lawndale local schools. Oh, no. So she thinks like, (laughs) you know, maybe I'm not good enough for this. Maybe this isn't right. Uh Daria encourages her to send in an application that actually wants examples of her art to like an art school in Boston. Um, Daria ends up going to Boston at the other school. Jane goes to Boston. They're going to still be best friends. Best friends. Different city. Best friends. So fun. Um, What the other thing, very dramatically, the fashion club ends in this episode, too. Yeah. But they're still friends. Yes. Mm-hmm. They just kind of realize they all want different things, and fashion club wasn't so great. They disband. Um, one of my favorite things from this episode, though, is that Daria, she gives a graduation speech. Um we, I, should we play the clip? Yeah, she gets like an alma. Um, is she the what is she? The va- she gets some special award, but it's not it not valedictorian. Yeah. yeah, stand firm for what you believe in until and unless logic and experience prove you wrong. Remember, when the emperor looks naked, the emperor is naked. The truth and a lie are not sort of the same thing. And there is no aspect, no facet, no moment of life that can't be improved with pizza. Thank you. I mean it's short and sweet. Yep. But I feel like point. she says so much. Yeah. Oh, and Jody, there's a really good Jody storyline in this where she gets um accepted into like all of these nice schools but doesn't know what to do. And she like wants to go to a more African American school where she can relax and be herself and her parents want her to go to like a really fancy school to, like, prove that she can do all this stuff, right. blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, and uh, Mac ends up talking to Jody's dad Oh. to, like, help make Jody choose for herself. It's very sweet. Wow. But, so, this is, like, 2002 when this airs, mm-hmm. right? This is where we're supposed to see the Mystic Spiral spinoff, but yeah. MTV animation actually shudders at this point, right? In 2001, 2002? Yeah. So that's why Daria doesn't go on, that's why... Mystic Spiral spinoff doesn't go on, and then around 2011 there was some rumoring on the interwebs that Daria might come back because Beavis and Butthead came back. Would it have been like Daria in college, or I don't know? Daria as an adult, what could that have been? I don't know. I mean, it would be weird to just pick right back up like they are going into college. It's like you almost do want to see them kind of age and where are they, you know, at that point. So that would have been nine years later. Oh, but this year we were blessed. Blessed. Was it Entertainment Weekly? Yes. Yeah. But via Susie Lewis. Yeah. She predicted where the characters would be now and there was also illustrations of some of the characters now and it was amazing. We'll post some of these on our Instagram. But so Daria, um, essentially, so 20 years in the future. So now they're... They're basically like thirty-eight, maybe if we see them. Fifteen, year, yeah, they're like thirty. Between they're in their mid to late thirties. That's that alone is crazy I to think about. It's crazy. I mean, they're basically like my age, which is <laughs> you're younger than that. Super weird, a little bit. Um, so basically, she's Daria has left the suburbs of Lawndale for New York City's Hell Hell's Kitchen, obviously, uh, where she's grown up to become the only female writer on a late night talk show. She lives alone, except for her black cat named Godzilla, who's toilet trained, thanks to Daria's hard work and dedication. And while she's tried the online dating game, she hasn't found anyone quite yet, but she has gotten over Trent, which is I like how you have to mention that. I know. It's good to know. Um, What about Jane? What's Jane doing? Okay. Um, She is a professional artist who sold a few pieces, though she still hasn't made it big. She lives in a loft in Soho with her husband, who's an archaeologist and rarely home, so luckily the besties get to spend tons of time together. They enjoy going to art shows and film events where you're supposed to socialize, but surprise, they only talk to each other. (laughs) I really loved that line, because that's what I prefer to do with people. I'm not good at socializing. yeah, Yeah, I mean... I feel like you're not bad at socializing. I have to have a person that's talkative at my side Mm. or I will not meet new people. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It really makes sense to me, though, that Jane's married to an archaeologist. I know. Like, uh uh-huh, okay. I I wouldn't have guessed that on my own. No. But now that I know, I'm like, yeah, that's right. I will say Jane looks quite old in her sketch. Yeah, but I almost... The gray streak is definitely a choice mm. she's making. Yeah, and she also has that like partially like shaved side of mm-hmm. her head. Yeah, but she just looks like much older than kind of everyone else. Um, so Quinn is con- has consciously uncoupled from her college <laughs> sweetheart and dropped her last name. So she's just now Quinn. Um, she has triplet sons. Who are Timmy, Tommy, and Teddy? And <laughs> she still lives in Lawndale. Um, in between caring for her boys and her hair extensions, she's hard at work on her popular YouTube channel dedicated to dessert and skincare called S'mores and Pores. She <laughs> was like, these are two of my favorite things. Like, can I sign up and subscribe right now, Quinn? Because I would totally watch this. That makes sense to me. It yeah. did say, too, that her husband. Was an athlete, like a professional athlete, or was going to be a professional athlete, and it it didn't work out. Oh, and we didn't put it on this list, but they also do have Jake and Helen, but they just become retirees and they're traveling. Yeah. It wasn't anything too interesting. No. That makes sense But Kevin and Brittany were included on Mm -hmm. this list.
1: Because we all
0: want to know what happened to them. Yeah. The head cheerleader and quarterback of Londo High are married with three girls and two boys. Whoa. Brittany is a weather girl at the local news station, <laughs> and Moonlight's as a part-time cheerleading coach at Lawndale High. Kevin is a stay-at-home dad who dabbles in children's birthday party entertainment. <laughs> While I can't quite squeeze into his belly-bearing uniform, you better believe Britney's tear-leaning uniform fits her like a glove and she wears it every Halloween. Um, I like the thought of Kevin being like Johnny Karate. On That's exactly <laughs> what I thought. Parks and Rec. And then he's just, like, performing at little kids' birthday parties. Um, yeah, I like I like their photo, too. They kind of look exactly the same. He's a little, like... Pudge. Yeah. Um, but I'm into it. So the one thing that you and I took sort of offense to is that they didn't include the fashion club in yeah. this, where are they now? And so we thought about it a little bit and we gave our own predictions. We gave our own predictions. So you have Tiffany, Stacy, and Sandy. Um, so Tiffany, who she's the, the sort of Asian ask. Yes, girl. Do we feel like she's Asian? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Tiffany parlayed her experience as treasurer in the fashion club to being a successful hedge fund manager. And Stacy, the one with the pigtail braids, mm-hmm. is a struggling kindergarten teacher who often feels like the students know more than she does <laughs> because she's always second-guessing herself. Always, she's questioning everything. And then Sandy, after being arrested for using child labor for her fashion startup, is now the queen bee at the Lawndale Ladies Correctional Facility. I feel like I would watch a show of Those her. Those feel right. Yeah, I would watch a show of her in prison, just like running that, running that bish, <laughs> just being like <laughs> with that deep voice. Yeah. Um, so that's that's where our favorite characters are now. So similar to my so called life and freaks and geeks. Do you feel like Daria was representative of the teen experience? Yes. Why? I think it reflected different types of teenagers. Mm-hmm. Um, so different experiences, different thoughts. But I will say, I mean, does it hold up in general? I'm not sure. Oh. It is. I mean, it's heavily 90s. It is very heavy 90s. Not that it that's a bad thing because people love the 90s yeah, right now. 90s but are back. I don't know if it's timeless or not. And do you, when you say, does it hold up, meaning like the content or like the look or just kind of the tone or what? I'd say like the content, especially if you can get the versions with original music. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because it's very 90s that way. Yeah, it feels very alt. The look, we've talked about it. It holds up. Yeah. It looks great. It's still looking great because it's so bold. What do you think? Um, I feel like yes, it does represent sort of that teen experience, um, and it's it's a little bit different, right? Because like Jane and Daria like don't fit in sort of in the same way from like a freaks and geeks perspective, mm-hmm. where they don't fit in, but they're not they're not nerds and they're not like quote unquote like bad kids. You know, so it's kind of like a subset of people that we don't typically see on television. That's a good point. Yeah, they're sort of like purposefully outliers. Like they've chosen to remove themselves from the sort of social um, dynamic at high school, and it's interesting. And it's interesting to see how that kind of affects like their relationships with everyone else in the school, because I do think there are those people who are just like ugh, when is this over? <laughs> like, I know I have to get through this <laughs> phase of my life, yeah. but, like, I don't want to be here. You're all stupid. I'm not into what you're into. Like, just counting down the days. Um, and this was before social media totally. blew up. Mm-hmm. So they didn't have a bunch of people to connect with on the Internet. Yeah. Didn't we see something that was, like, is like, the original, like, like, Tumblr user or, like, yeah, Reddit also, user. I read something like <laughs> yeah. that. It was funny. Before, like, Reddit and Tumblr existed, like, that was Daria for sure. Um, and I think it does hold up from the notion of, like, kind of secretly empowering girls um, mm-hmm. in a lot of different ways because it is such a, like, a female-focused show. Like, all of the main characters, whether they're highly intelligent or highly stupid like Britney— ...are girls, yeah. for the most part. And I don't think you could name very many animated shows like this that have happened since, especially, like, female-based no. ones. The, no. I mean, you have, like, Powerpuff Girls, but, like, I mean, that's not... They're kids. They're kids. Still, There's nothing that's... Yeah, because, I mean, we've gotten, like, Family Guy and, you know, American Dad oh, and like, really things like that. Oh, I really like this that, cartoon. is called uh, Bee and Puppy Cat. Oh, yeah, we saw that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good show you guys yeah. should check it out. You should check that out if you like animation. But yeah, you're right. There's not a ton of like girl focused, like empowered animation. Yeah, because it's either yeah, like you have to be a superhero. Uh-huh. You can't just be a normal person. No. And Daria was like totally normal. Mm-hmm. Um and so I think that that holds up because she is kind of just this like she could be a girl at any time, but she's very definitely a 90s girl. Yeah. But I think you can still but see a lot I, today. That's partially why a lot of girls today love Daria. Yeah, because she's a 90s girl. Yeah, and the clothes and, like, all of that stuff. Just, like, the look and everything. But, well, that's, is that it? Is that all the Daria we have? No. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) I was like. Is it all that's inside? No. No. Are we done with the series? Probably, yes. Yeah, but are we done with her in our hearts? No. No. Never, never. How dare you even ask? (laughs) We're going to just be reading the Daria Diaries (laughs) until we're dead. I love that book. If you're a super fan, there's another book. I think, I don't remember the name. I didn't own it, unfortunately. Mm. And there's also CD-ROMs. That I never got to play. This is the second time you've mentioned CD-ROMs in this series. I said DVD-ROM. Fair. Those are different. You used the word ROM, which is a word that I have not <laughs> rom-com. I have not heard in a long time. Um, but as always, guys, you know we'll post a ton of photos on Instagram. So you can find us at Fangirl Fridays Podcast, or you can find us on Facebook or Twitter at FGF Podcast. Or you can email us, for whatever reason, at HelloFangirls at gmail.com. Also, we got some more reviews on iTunes. Thank you. We love you guys. That's amazing. Um, So until next Friday, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.